ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وسلم كثيرا اما بعد قال النووي رحمه الله تعالى الحديث الثلاثون انا بثعلبه الخشني يسرم بن عاشر رضي الله عن عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ان الله تعالى فرض فرائض فلا تضيعوها وحد حدودا فلا تعتدوها وحرم اشياء فلا تنهكوها فلا تنتهكوها وسكت عن اشياء رحمه لكم غير نسيان فلا تبحثوا عنها رواه دارقوتني وغيره in this uh, stage that we have reached in the 40 hadith of an-nawawi rahimullah he said on the authority of abu thalaba al-khushani jurthum ibn nashir radiyallahu anhu that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallama He said verily Allah has laid down the obligations so do not neglect them and he has set limits hudud so do not overstep them and he has prohibited some things so do not go to those things do not violate them and he has remained silent regards other things out of compassion and mercy for you not forgetfulness so do not seek after them do not look to find out what they are now and this uh, narration is in the darqutni he hasanahu he declared it as hasan sound <clears throat> regarding this hadith the 30th hadith in uh, 40 nawiya uh, we deal with firstly the hukum of the hadith and that is this hadith and its status as it relates to authenticity and that is clearly that this hadith is daif this hadith is weak and it's weak due to two reasons the first reason why this hadith is weak is al inqita' al inqita' there is a disconnection in the isnad and that is that mahul is is makhul an abi thalaba makhul an abi thalaba makhul did not hear from abi thalaba or abi thalab abi thalab he did not hear from him so in this regard uh, there is uh, a missing part of this isnad and as we know from the conditions of an authentic hadith is that it has to be muttasil it has to be connected meaning that every name that's mentioned in the chain has met the one that came before him 
or before her. And in this narration here, Barakallahu Fikum, there is a disconnection between Mahul and Abi Thalab. That's the first discrepancy in this hadith. The second is al-ikhtilaf, al-tirab. And that is that in some of the asaneed, it says that it's raf'an, yani it's ascribed to the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And in other chains, it says that it is waqfan. It is a statement of the sahaba, or the sahabi, radiyallahu anhu. This ikhtilaf, this ittirab, means that there is an error some way, somewhere as it relates to the asanid, the chain. As some said that it's ascribed to the Messenger wasallam, and others have said that it, it is ascribed to the Sahabi, or Sahaba, radiyallahu anhu, and Ashab Nabi So there's two reasons why this hadith, as it relates to its isnad, as it relates to its chain, that there is weakness. Even though some have said that it's Hassan, but this hadith is weak. Barakallahu feekum. And what we do have in respect to this hadith, its meaning is another hadith, and that is in the Bazaar, Wal Hakim fi Mustadrak, and Al Bayhaqi fi Al Kubra. That's in the Al Bazaar. Al-Bazzar, Musnad Al-Bazzar and the Mustadrak of Al-Hakim and the Kubra, Sunan Al-Kubra Sunan Al-Kubra of Al-Bayhaqi and that is the statement that Naam and Abi Darda رضي الله عن أنبي دارتا رضي الله عن صحابي جليل دا يسأل الله في كتابه فو الله ميد حلال في كتابه فهو حلال والله ميد حلال in his book then it is halal وما حرم فهو حرام and what he has made haram Allah سبحانه وتعالى has made haram then it is haram وَمَا سَكَتَ عَنْهُ فَهُوَ عَفْوٌ فَقْبَلُوا مِنَ اللَّهِ عَافِيَتَهُ And that which he has remained silent, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has remained silent regarding, and this is عَفْوٌ, this is a pardon. So accept the pardon of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَإِنَ اللَّهَ لَمْ يَكُنْ لِيَنْسَى شَيْئًا For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not or has not forgotten who does not forget. Then he recited the statement of Allah, ثُمَّ تَلَى رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ قَوْلُ اللَّهِ هَذِي الْآيَةِ وَمَا كَانَ رَبُّكَ نَسِيَّةِ وَمَا كَانَ رَبُّكَ نَسِيَّةِ That is your Lord does not forget. Your Lord does not forget. Now this hadith is in hadith in Bazaar. The Musnad of Al-Bazaar. And it's in the Tabarani. And it's from Musnad al-Shamiyin. Naam. This hadith is sahih. Salih. Sound. Rather. As, po- as opposed to the hadith that is in this 40 hadith. But the meanings are the same. The meanings are the same. And that is that. 
The second point that we're going to deal with is the meaning of this hadith. So the isnad is weak, and we've brought another narration from Abi Darda that has the same meaning. So therefore the meaning is correct, but the chain and this hadith as it relates to this hadith in uh, Nawawi or Wayna Nawiya is weak. But the meaning is correct. In Allah Ta'ala Farada Fara'id, Allah has made obligatory things obligatory. So this is something which is, Barakallahu Fikum, correct in its meaning. That Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has made it obligatory upon us. And that which is obligatory is ma yuthabu fa'iluhu wa yu'aqabu tarikuhu. That which is obligatory is those things which if an individual does, they get reward for it. And things that, uh, if he doesn't do it, he gets a sin. He gets a sin or he deserves to be punished. Yastahiqu al-iqaba. Yastahiqu al-iqaba. He deserves to be punished. That's what obligation means. Obligatory. Wajib. Fara'id. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it in his book halal. That we have to make that which he made halal halal. And that which he, subhanahu wa ta'ala, has made haram, we have to make haram. فَلَا تَطَيِّعُوهَا And this is mentioned in this hadith, that is in the hadith of Arba'in Nawiyah, Abi Thalaba, and also in the hadith of Abi Darda. So the meaning is the same. So the meaning is the same. And that is that, Asam'ani, and this is point number three, Asam'ani, Rahimullah Ta'ala, he said, Hadal Hadith. This hadith, Aslun Kabir, is a fundamental principle min usulud min usulud deen from the principles of the religion. Faman amila bihadal hadith, whoever acts according to this hadith, faqad has a thawab, and you get reward. Wa amina aliqab, and he will be safe from retribution and punishment. Lianna Man adda bil fara'id wa ijtanab al muharam wa waqafa inda hudud wa taraka al bahth an ma ghaba anhu faqad istawfa al fadlu wa istawfa huquq al deen and that is that because the individual who stays away from the haram he does that which Allah SWT is obligated he does not transgress the limits, the hudud. And he does not delve into those things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not given information and legislated regarding. Then he has fulfilled a virtue and fulfilled the hukuk, the rights that is pertaining to this religion, this deen of al-Islam. Because a shara, the legislation that Allah has legislated does not go away from these four things. And these four things are mentioned in both narrations. In the hadith of Abi Thalaba, which is weak, and uh, and the hadith of uh, Abi Darda, which is sound. These four things are mentioned. And the first thing that's mentioned is al-fara'id. The individual has to establish the obligatory acts and things that Allah has made obligatory. And number two is a muharim, staying away for the muharramat, 
Staying away from those things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made haram. And the third thing is establishing the hudud. Yani do not, uh, rather do not overstep the hudud. وَتِلْكَ حُدُودُ اللَّهِ فَلَا تَعْتَدُوهَا And these are the limits of Allah. Then do not transgress them. Allah has made hudud, limits. And we do not overstep and transgress these limits. And number four, وَمَسْكُوتٌ عَنْهُ And that is those things that Allah has not mentioned regarding. Allah has not given us information regarding that. We do not race to try and find out and get that information and then fall into falsafa and bid'ah, introducing newly invented matters in the deen. Naam, these four things, are mentioned in both narrations. I repeat, the first one is establishing and fulfilling the obligations. The second is staying away from the impermissible acts. The third is not transgressing the boundaries that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set. And the boundaries Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says is following the sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. For example, the one that opposes the sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that increases and adds to the religion through bid'a regarding their belief, introducing newly invented matters regarding the belief, or bid'a al-qawliyya, saying and introducing statements that is not from the sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, not from the deen, or bid'a al-amaliyya, or he does an action or ibadah that is uh, not from the legislation and not from the sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In the hadith of Aisha radiyallahu anha, it is rejected in this hadith, Allah subhanahu messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, يقول من عمل عملا ليس عليه أمرنا فهو رد Whoever does an action that is not from our affair, then it is rejected. It's not from our affair because he's transgressed or she's transgressed the limits. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hadda hudud. And Allah has given limitations and boundaries and they have overstepped that boundary by introducing newly invented matters to the deen. That's number three. And And those things that Allah has not given us information regarding. You do not try and look for them. Like the people of the philosopher, the philosopher, the people who who delve into philosophy uh, and trying to explain things and delve into things and asking questions regarding things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not given us information regarding. Now, this barakallahu feekum is a general understanding of this hadith of Abi Tha'laba al-Khushani that's regarding these four affairs, fara'id, staying away, doing the obligatory acts, staying away from the, the haram, and not overstepping the bounds that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has laid down, and not delving into those things which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not given us uh, uh, information regarding nam. After this, we go to hadith, al-hadi wa thalathun. Al-hadith, Al-Hadi wa Thalathun. And that is the 31st or 31st uh, hadith 
in Arba'in Nawawiyah. And that is an Abi al-Abbas, Sahli bin Sa'id al-Sa'idi, radiyallahu anhu, qala ata nabiyya, ata nabiyya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa rajulan, faqala ya Rasulullah, tulluni ala amalin, idha amiltuhu, ahabbani Allah, wa ahabbani al-Nas. Faqala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, izhad, في الدنيا يحبك الله وازهد فيما في أيدي الناس يحبك الناس حديث حسن رواه ابن ماجة وغيره بأسانيد حسنة and that is the 31st 31st حديث the 31st حديث uh, in this 40 حديث ونوي رحم الله and that is An Abil Abbas, Sahal ibn Sa'adi, As-Sa'idi radiyallahu an. And he said that a man came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said, O Messenger of Allah, guide me or direct me to an act which if I were to do it, it will cause Allah to love me. And the people to love me. And the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he said, It's had fit dunya. Renounce the world, abstain from the world. Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love you. And renounce from that which the people possess. Abstain from that which the people possess. And the people will love you. Naam. This hadith and now we said that it's Hassan. He said that it's sound. And it's in the, Mus- uh, the Sunnah of uh, Ibn Majah. And regarding this, Barakallahu Fikum, uh, this hadith, we're going to talk about two main affairs. The first affair is the status of the authenticity of this hadith. The darajah of this hadith. And in this hadith, Barakallahu Fikum, the ulama such as Imam al Bukhari and other than him have declared that this hadith is weak. This hadith is not authentic in its isnad, in its ascription to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the reason of this is that in this hadith, there is an individual called Khalid ibn Umar al-Qurashi. Khalid ibn Umar al-Qurashi. And Khalid hadha ibn Umar al-Qurashi is considered a wadda'. He's considered a liar, a wadda', one of the worst uh, types of lies. And that is lying on the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam by ascribing narrations to him that he did not say Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And this, the ulama called him Al-Wadda'. They've nicknamed him Al-Wadda', the one that places narrations in the chains with the rest Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That's not from it. Made up the hadith. Al-Wadda'. And that's why we have the Hadith Mawdu'. Hadith Mawdu'. These narrations where people have made up the, the, the text. 
And Khalid is known for this. And because he's known for this, this hadith has been rejected by a lot of the ulama of the Salaf as being a weak narration, one that is, should not be ascribed to the Messenger wasallam, Because of this individual Khalid ibn Umar al-Qurashi. Khalid ibn Umar al-Qurashi. And he's al-Wadda'a. He's a very, very weak narrator, narrator who ascribes lies to the Messenger And the Messenger wasallam, he said, uh, whoever lies to me lies regarding me intentionally then let him prepare his seat in hellfire so because of this hadith whoever lies uh, regarding me intentionally then let him get his uh, seat ready in hellfire because of this anyone who lies and, and Rasulullah even once even if somebody makes one lie as it relates to the hadith <laughs> of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam every single narration he mentions uh, are rejected every single narration he mentions is rejected and some of the ulama from the Salaf have said that the individual everything he's mentioned before is abrogated is Negated, it's rejected, it's absent, it should not be considered because he has the audacity to lie. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this Khalid is called Lawadda. So that's why this hadith is rejected. That's point number one. Point number two is the affair of Zuhud, ya ikhwa. It's the topic of this hadith is regarding Zuhud, and that is abstinence and renouncing the dunya. Even though this hadith is weak, the issue of zuhud, renouncing the dunya, is something which is known. And we have narrations of the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallama, where he said, Kun fi dunya ka'annaka gharib sabil. But the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallama, he said, be in this world as, uh, as if you're a stranger or traveler passing by. Be in this world like you're a stranger or or passing by. And that is that we are in a journey in this dunya. And in this dunya, my beloved brothers and sisters, that when we're traveling like we're supposed to be in this dunya, we take that which we need for our journey. For example, if you're traveling from Lagos to Abuja, you're not going to take everything, every single thing in the world every single thing that you possess, you're going to take that with you. You're traveling from Lagos to Abuja, so you're going to take everything you need to get to Abuja and everything that you require to get there. Likewise, in this dunya, we're on this journey to the hereafter. So we take everything that we need in this dunya to get to the hereafter from good deeds, a'mal salihah good deeds, from sadaqah, giving in charity, and fundamentally a Tawheed, and emphasis, emphasizing on Tawheed in our affairs, as Tawheed is include, in, incorporates all things, everything is linked to Tawheed, studying it, acting upon it, uh, living the life of the people of Tawheed, every single affair of our life is linked to Tawheed, ikhlas, sincerity, following the Sunnah of the Messengers, this is what we need in our journey. When you're traveling from Lagos to Abuja, you take the food from the worldly affairs that you 
need for your journey, you wouldn't take your fridge. You won't take your fridge, you won't take your cooker. You take the food that would help you get to that journey. So likewise in this dunya, in our journey to the hereafter, we don't take and search for every single aspect of this world and take what we can in this world to come with us and busy ourselves in gaining affairs of this world only. No, we do that which we need to help facilitate our journey to the akhirah. تُؤْثِرُونَ الْحَيَاةَ dunya. Allah SWT said, but rather you, speaking to those who love this world, you choose and prefer this dunya. And uh, hereafter is better. And abaqa. And it remains the hereafter. Meaning strive for the hereafter. This is zuhud. And for Dayl ibn Iyad, Rahimullah Ta'ala, he said regarding Zuhud, Asl Zuhud, Arrida Anillah. The fundamentals of Zuhud and renouncing this world is being pleasing, is pleasing Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And Sufyan ibn Uyayna, Rahimullah Ta'ala, from the ulama of the Salaf, he said, Az Zuhudu Shukru, Inda Sarrah, Was Sabru, Inda Darrah. Az-Zuhudu, Az-Shukr, Inda Sarra, Was-Sabru, Inda Darra. And that is that Az-Zuhud, renouncing this dunya and abstinence in this dunya, is being grateful when you have pleasures that Allah and ni'mah and, and things that please you that Allah has given you from wealth, health, and so forth. Being grateful. And that is by using these blessings that Allah has given you. To establish ta'a, to establish obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wasabru in the darra, and being patient when you're afflicted with trials, things and affairs that you may not like or may harm you or you feel pain uh, and discomfort regarding them. Alibtila, tests and trials, your patience. So gratitude in the blessings and patience as it relates to the hardship. This is the essence Sufyan ibn Uyayna rahimahullah ta'ala he mentioned that is zuhud. And Sufyan al-Thawri rahimahullah ta'ala he said that zuhud fi dunya qisul amal laysa bi akil al-ghalid wala lips al-ibad and this zuhud in this dunya is not is not yearning and hoping for the affairs of the dunya having these hopes, hoping too much for this world. And it's not by starving yourself or wearing uh, horrible clothes and, 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 and clothes that may uh, have some type of uh, uh, faults or ripped and stuff like that. But rather it's not having this hope in this dunya. And we find that from the, from the Sahaba, radiyallahu anhum, is Abu Bakr al-Sadiq, radiyallahu anhum, and also Uthman ibn Affan they were rich millionaires as we will say today but there was there was Zahidain there were people who was who had zuhud there were people who abstained from this world and that is because barakallahu fikum they held the dunya in their hands and they held the hereafter and the love of Allah in their hearts 
the dunya and the wealth that they gained and accumulated, they held in their hands and they did not allow it to enter into their hearts. This is the state of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. Even though they were rich, they were people of zuhud. So people of zuhud is not as the Sufis say, somebody who wears a whole, uh, a, a, a woolly or a woolly heavy jacket in the heat so he can punish himself or somebody who says la i would not marry wa assum wa la uftir or somebody who says wala madalan aqumu al-layl wa la anam who says that i i would barakallahu fi kum fast and not eat i pray all night and not sleep I will not uh, marry a woman. No, this is not from Zuhud. As the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, that, I fast and I break my fast, and I eat. I pray and I pray at night and I sleep at night. And I marry women. فَمَنْ رَغِبَ عَنْ سُنَّتِي فَلَيْسَ مِنِّي And whoever turns away from my sunnah is not from me. So this is not zuhud. Leaving, eating, leaving, uh, not sleeping at all or not marrying women. As is mentioned, as, as the Christians you find that they have the monks. They claim to be from the pious ones, from amongst them. They they fulfill, they do these things, these extremes. Rather, zuhud is being patient in the ni'mah and the blessings that Allah has given you. And being patient regarding the hardship. And a zuhud is not having a yearning for this dunya and hoping in the affairs of this dunya in some extreme fashion. And Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, ta'ala, he mentioned regarding zuhud, an important affair. He said, Az-zuhud tarku ma la yanfa'u ka fil akhirah. And az-zuhud, Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymi, rahimahullah ta'ala, he said that zuhud, abstinence, renouncing these affairs of the dunya is tarku ma la yanfa'u ma la yanfa'u ka fil akhirah. Leaving that which does not benefit you in the hereafter. If it has no benefit for you in the hereafter, you don't waste your time with it. If it has no benefit for you in the hereafter, you don't waste your time with it. تَرْكُ مَا لَا يَنْفَعُكَ فِي الْآخِرَةِ وَالْوَرْعَ تَرْكُ مَا تَخَافُ مِنْ دَرَرِهِ فِي الْآخِرَةِ And being cautious and wary is leaving that which you fear will harm you in the hereafter. And Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah ta'ala, he says, وَهَذِهِ عِبَارَةٌ مِنْ أَحْسَنِ مَا قِيلَ فِي الزُّهُدِ وَأَجْمَعِهَا Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah ta'ala, he said regarding this statement of Ibn Taymiyyah, the statement of Ibn Taymiyyah, he said, Zuhud is leaving that which does not benefit you in the hereafter. And al-wara is leaving that which you fear will harm you in the hereafter. He said, Ibn Qayyim, هذه ibarah. This statement, min ahsani ma qil. It's from the, the best 
of that which has been mentioned regarding Zuhud and its most comprehensive statement was Sadaqa Rahimahullah. Very comprehensive statement that Zuhud is The Zuhud is leaving that which does not benefit you in the hereafter. And we have the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ya ikhwati al-kiram, that we know, فَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَقُولُ رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا وَمَا لَهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنْ خَلَاقِ And we have the statement that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and from the people are those, this is Surah Al-Baqarah verse number 200, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and from the people are those who say, O oh our Lord, give us from the dunya. You want from the world, the affairs. Give us from the dunya. Allah SWT says, and they will have nothing in the hereafter. وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ يَقُولُ رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنَةً وَفِي الْآخِرَاتِ حَسَنَةً وَقِنَ عَذَابَ النَّارِ أُولَئِكَ لَهُمْ نَصِيبٌ مِمَّا كَسَبُوا وَاللَّهُ سَرِيعُ الْحِسَابِ and from them, the people, are those who say, Oh our Lord, give us from the dunya that is good. And give us from the hereafter that is good. And, put, and, say, and protect us and save us from the punishment of the fire. And these people will get a portion from that which they have earned, from good. Wallahu Allah takes one to account swiftly. Allah takes one to account swiftly. That's in Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 200, as you know. Imam Tabari, rahimullah, the ulama of tafsir, Imam Tabari, rahimullah ta'ala, he said in regarding this, this ayah, he said, وَالصَّوَابُ مِنْ قَوْلِ فِي ذَلِكَ عِنْدِي أَنْ يُقَالِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ جَلَى ثَنَاؤُهُ أَخْبَرَ عَنْ قَوْمٍ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْإِيمَانِ بِهِ وَبِرَسُولِهِ مِمَّنْ حج بيته بيته يسألون ربهم الحسن في الدنيا والحسنة في الآخرة وأن يقيهم عذاب النار وقد تجمع الحسن من الله عز وجل العافية في الجسم والمعاش والرزق وغير ذلك والعلم والعبادة Imam Tabari rahimahullah ta'ala regarding this phrase Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa qina adab al-nar Imam Tabari rahimahullah ta'ala in this verse in Surah, Surah Al-Baqarah uh, verse 200 he says in his explanation of this he said that the correct as relates to the understanding and statements regarding the, the understanding of this verse is according to him that it is said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has informed us of a people a people from the people of Iman, the people who believe in Allah and believe in the Messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, from those who do Hajj and do Hajj and visit the Kaaba and do the rites of pilgrimage in Hajj and so forth. <coughs> now they ask their Lord Al Hasana fi dunya. They ask their Lord for the good of this world, and they ask their Lord for the good of the hereafter. And he said, Rahimullah, and that they, he saves them from the hellfire. And that is a hasada 
the good that they're asking here is comprehensive. The good that they're asking is comprehensive from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that includes good health in their body. And good prosperity in their living. And their sustenance. And other than that, liquor, and their ilm and their ibadah. That's hasana in the dunya. That's hasana in the dunya. And that is good health. Uh, and that good health, good body to do ibadah, to do worship, to look after your family. To nurture your children. To earn, to feed them. As that is part of good deeds. And having afi and, and, and prosperity in your risk, in your provisions. And also having ilm in this dunya. This is hasana. When you ask Allah for hasana in this dunya is to have ilm nafi. Having good beneficial knowledge. And likewise ibad and, uh, and facilitate us to worship him subhanahu wa ta'ala alone with tawheed. As for the hasana in the akhirah he said. This is al-jannah. This is asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for jannah. So this ikram is the affair of a zuhud. And that is the statement of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah. And that is leaving those things in the hereafter or leaving those things in this world that do not benefit you in the hereafter. If it's not going to benefit us in the hereafter, why are we wasting our time? Why are we wasting our time? which is a call to al-ikhlas and sincerity as well. Because that which is not mukhlisan lillahi tabaraka wa ta'ala, la yanfa'. That which is not sincere for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there's no benefit in it, waste of time. Haba'an manthura. Qadimna ila ma'amilu min amalin wa ja'alnahu haba'an manthura. We bring forth all that they've done in their actions and deeds and we've turned it to scattered dust. وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ We're not commanded except to worship Allah sincerely for their religion. Sincerity, إِخْوَةِ الْكِرَامِ This is الَّذِي يَنْفَعُنَا إِخْلَاسِ يَنْفَعُنَا فِي الْآخِرَةِ وَاتِبَعَ السُنَّةِ يَنْفَعُنَا فِي الْآخِرَةِ And following the sunnah will benefit us in the hereafter. وَتَرْكُ مَا لَا يَنْفَعُكَ Leave that which has not benefit and as Imam Ahmed, Taala, he said that a zuhud is tarkul haram, is leaving the haram in totality. What tarkul fudul min al halal, and leave those things that are uh, excessive in this world. Yani being using the worldly affairs excessively, eating too much, drinking too much. Playing too much, having fun and amusement too much, excessiveness in anything, leave it alone, even if it's halal. Tarkul fudul min al halal, leaving the excessiveness in those things that are halal. And he said, a zuhud also is tarkul ma yujghiluka anillah. And leave that which preoccupies you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All this, the kalam of the Salaf are roughly the same meaning. The kalam of Ibn Taymiyyah, rahimullah. And we can make uh, 
extrapolation and say that the zuhud in the qal, there could be zuhud in your heart. And zuhud in your heart is leaving that which loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Leaving that which is for other than Allah. A zuhud in your heart is being sincere. A zuhud in your heart is abstaining from shirk. Zuhud in your heart is abstaining from riyah and showing off. This is zuhud, abstinence in your heart. And abstinence in your tongue is refrain and, and staying away from those things that are displeasing of Allah, displeasing Allah or displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't say those statements that Allah is displeased with. And we've mentioned previously in the narration, مَنْ يُؤْمِنُ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ فَلْيَقُلْ خَيْرًا أَوْ لِيَصْمُتُ One who believes in Allah and the last day, then let him speak good or remain silent. And as also the zuhud of the jawarih, zuhud of jawarih, the abstinence has raised to the limbs, and that is that we do not use these limbs that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with, provided for us. We do not use it for disobedience. We abstain, make zuhud of our limbs, abstaining from those things that are haram, those things that are displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So tarq al-haram, leaving the haram, is from zuhud. And tarq ma yadurruhu, wa yadurrukum, wa yadurruna fil akhirah. And leaving that which uh, harms us in the hereafter. This is from zuhud. This is from the essence of abstinence. And as Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentioned that a zuhud, abstinence, is... Hiding your abstinence. Abstinence is not showing off that you are a zahid. It's hiding your abstinence that your abstinence is only known by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the meaning of this hadith in general as relates to uh, a zuhud is a meaning which is bilashek, correct. And likewise, staying away from uh, what the people have and focusing on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is what will gain the love of Allah love the people as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that we ask and he subhanahu wa ta'ala is Jawad Kareem Rahim Al-Wahhab the one that bestows subhanahu wa ta'ala Al-Qadir, Al-Kulli Shay, subhanahu wa ta'ala, able to do all things. So we ask him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we do not turn to the people. As the poet, he says, Latas'alan bunayya adam hajatan, wasalilladhi abwabuhu la tuhjabu, Allahu yaghdabu in tarakta su'alahu, wabunayyu adam hina yus'alu yaghdabu, where he said, the poet, he said, Do not ask the children of Adam anything. Ask the one whose door is always open and never closed. Allah is angry if you refrain from asking him 
Allah is angry if you refrain from asking him. Yani Allah is angry if you don't turn to him for ibadah. And asking him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. But as for the children of Adam, But when you ask the children of Adam, they get angry when you ask. So ask Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah yuhibbu and yus'al lanhu kareem. Allah likes to be asked because he is kind and he wants to, has, and he has mercy of ibad. Allah yastahi and yaruddu abdu ila rafa yadaya yarudduhu safra. Or sifra. And or kamakal in this hadith qudsi that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not turn or will refrain from rejecting his slave who asks. And he shy away from rejecting his slave that asks and raises his hand, asking that and return his slave empty handed. Allah is Al Jawal Kareem. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his father. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for hidayah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for risk. We turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for aid and support. Naam. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us tawfiq in this month of Ramadan. That we complete this month. Iman and wahtisaban. With iman and sincerity and seeking reward from him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that he accepts our siyam, our fasting, and the qiyam, our praying. anna, And he forgives us. And remember the dua of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya muqalib al-qulub, thabbit qalbi ala deenak. O the turner of hearts, keep my heart firm on your religion. Ya musrif al-qulub, sarrif qalbi ala ta'atik. The one that turns the heart, turn my heart. Or turn our hearts to your obedience. Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anna. O Allah, you are the one, the oft forgiving, and you love for pardoning and forgiving. So please, so forgive me. So forgive me. Make this dua, these supplications this month, Ya Khatil Kiram. Asking Allah for thabat. And in a time of iftar, making the dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as verily is the time of the times where the dua is accepted is when we make iftar. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us tawfiq that we benefit from this month and that we establish a zuhud, establish a zuhud abstinence according to the legislation, according to the Quran and the sunnah. Amin wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in wa akhi da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.